Welcome to the Learning Paths podcast from Harvard Medical School's HMX online learning team, featuring conversations with healthcare students, teachers, and professionals on their educational experiences and career journeys. I'm your host, Ben Rubenstein. Linda Scroggins has held a variety of roles during 12 plus years working at Google, with one common thread being continuous learning. From her start on the information security team to her current role as a program manager at Google Health, Lena has pushed herself to learn new things, while at the same time helping colleagues pursue educational opportunities for themselves. We spoke recently about her approach to professional development, what she's taken away from her experiences, and why she still finds her psychology degree to be useful in the tech world. Well, thank you so much for, for speaking with me today, Lena. Um, My pleasure. I uh, I was hoping that um, seeing that as this is the Learning Paths podcast, that we could start by talking a little bit about your learning path and your educational background, maybe starting with undergrad. What did you study? What did you think you were going to do um, with what you studied? Yeah, good question. So I studied psychology in college and uh, specifically neuroscience. And I also did a little bit of Spanish language on the side too. And when I was on that path, I thought that I would become an academic. I was ready to go to grad school for psychology and do research and potentially become a clinician and started down that path actually. Um, When I finished with my master's though, um, I I realized that there was something missing. Uh, I missed working in an applied setting and with groups of people, um, helping them get things done. So decided to, wanted to make a pivot into the business world and specifically tech. And, and so that's where uh, Google comes into the picture. Is that right? Yes. Yes, exactly. I, and at Google, I've worked at a couple of different teams. Um, so I worked as an assistant and program manager for the most part. Uh, spent a little bit of time working on the information security team, which is the group of engineers that protects users and user data from malicious hackers. Um, many years working on the Chrome OS team, which built the operating system for uh, laptop and, and desktop and tablet computers that are really popular in schools today. Actually ran a learning and development program for our IT department. And now I'm on the Google Health team, building products for consumers and clinicians uh, to help improve healthcare and healthcare delivery. I mean, I, I think that's kind of uh, part of the appeal of a, a place like Google that you can do all of those different things within the same umbrella organization. Um, but I, I'm curious, you know, with all those changes over the past, you know, several years, imagine there's a lot of learning that goes on from role to role. Um, as you join new teams, I mean, you know, are you getting that from, you know, when you onboard onto a, a new team, you're you're getting a lot of support in doing that, or are you kind of having to do a lot of that on your own? For me, a lot of it has been independent learning, um, and I would say that learning has been critical to success for me. Um, I was not an expert in any of those things when I first started. Uh, But that was part of the appeal for me as a lifelong learner, something I've discovered, um, you know, over the years, right, through uh, peer feedback and manager feedback and also 
just thinking about what it is that I like to do and and how I spend my free time. Um, I really enjoyed roles that uh, required me to learn about something new up front. And at Google, it's really exciting to have that opportunity uh, to, to do that. Uh, there is, you know, as with most roles, on- onboarding processes and recommended courses and formal and informal mentorship programs. But I spent a lot of time uh, at the forefront of these positions, um, reading, uh, taking courses, uh, speaking to experts. And, you know, as a program manager, my job was to help groups of people execute on projects. So uh, I needed to know enough about the space in order to bring the right groups of people into the room and and help them problem solve. Um, And so, um, yeah, but I brought a different generalist skill set to the to the table. Mm-hmm. And how do you how do you make time for stuff like that as you have to do your job? Yep. And and not just learn about doing your job uh, yep. more effectively. So h- how do you do that? It is difficult. Um especially when uh, I started taking the HMX courses, um I truly gained an appreciation for uh adult learning and you know some call it executive learning or executive education um but when you have to balance learning um with other constraints on your time like having a full-time job or caring for other people or both um it's it's a very difficult problem so i mean i think it requires um Having clear goals, understanding why you're doing the learning, um, making time and space for it, getting support and buy-in from people who can support you to to help you with you know with the other responsibilities you might have. Um, and for me personally, uh, a lot of the learning I did, I took a lot of the HMX courses when I was on maternity leave, so I got a little bit of a break from uh, the day-to-day responsibilities but um, still had significant care responsibilities at home. Uh, I knew going into that that it would be a risk, but uh, I was excited enough about the material to really want to give it a give it a shot. And uh, uh, yeah, didn't didn't regret it in the end. Um, so I imagine you might have had experiences where, you know, you did, Maybe bite off more than you could chew, or or maybe you just took on something and realized maybe it wasn't as sort of worth your time um, as you thought it might be. I mean, are are you continually reevaluating what um, what sorts of learning experiences kind of are worthwhile for you? I would say yes. Um, as my sort of situation changes uh, and you know I have more or less time, um, I've definitely value different kinds of experiences. I think, you know, in my professional life, I've done a lot more online virtual courses, Mm -hmm. and especially in recent years. Part of that, I think, is probably availability. Uh, You know, when I was in college, virtual learning wasn't a thing. Uh, And so as technology has evolved, I think uh, education has evolved to meet students where they may be, but also now that the country and a lot of the world is is locked down in quarantine, uh, lots of things are virtual. So, um, you know, I'll even send my kids to virtual ballet and tap classes. And I know that they're doing things for adults too, art classes and, and dance classes too. 
in certain parts of in certain parts of the world. So, so I think the sh- the long and short of it is is yeah, as the world changes and technology changes and uh, my personal situation changes, the kind of learning I seek to do and the and and the ways in which I do it definitely change. Um, it'll be exciting when folks go back to doing more things live. Um, you can't do things hands-on, um, and there is a lot of value in back-and-forth dialogue. Uh, you know, you learn a lot of things from that, from that, the banter and the sort of uh, kind of spontaneous Q&A as opposed to the more planned uh, Q&A that you do if, if you're doing things remotely. But uh, I think it's really cool that you don't have to be in a certain place at a certain time to do uh, the majority of, of, of learning anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's benefits that people have realized and maybe things that people who wouldn't have considered yep. a virtual learning experience before yep. now yeah. see. Maybe it's not totally a compromise. Um, I wonder, you know, based on all the experiences that you have had, you mentioned leading learning and development for an IT team, and you've worked with uh, the HMX team on helping uh, other Googlers get into the courses you know, how much of your own experience, you know, how has that kind of shaped how you present stuff to um, the teams that you work with, what kinds of opportunities you surface, just how you kind of communicate to your colleagues about what you think is valuable or relevant? I share personal experience because I think that's really powerful. And it is one type of data. It's the data that I guess I know, uh, or one knows the best. But I try to offer personal experience as objectively as possible because learning is a very individual endeavor. Uh, Different people learn in different ways. Some people don't like the more traditional classroom-based learning uh, and they really prefer to learn by doing. Others are the reverse. So what I find valuable may be valuable to other people or it may not be. So I try to um, present my experience as such, uh, w- one kind of experience, and you know persuade folks to take advantage of that to the extent that that makes sense for them. Backing up, um, I-, I think it's important to offer folks a variety of opportunities, again, because uh, the data shows that not everybody learns the same way. So I w- would try to do a little bit of both, right? Frame the personal experience or grounded with in, in data. You think any of your um, your psychology background kind of uh, plays into <laughs> any of your your approach to this? Probably. P- people will sometimes ask. Uh, actually, this used to happen a lot more when I was earlier in my career. But when I told them I would work at at Google or in tech, uh, and they knew I had a psychology background, they'd say, "Well, you're not using your degree." And uh, I disagreed vehemently. Uh, psychology <laughs> is about. Um, not only understanding people as such and how they think and, and why and how they behave, but it's also a, a, a science. And you know, I was on an academic research track for a long time. So understanding how you approach problems and isolate variables and methodically rule out possible solutions or, or hypotheses until you get to one, that is, uh, I think, core to the, the field. And that I bring to what I do at work every day, uh, across teams, across problems. So absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned a little bit about data and what the what the data says about what makes, you know, for effective learning experiences for different people. And 
I wonder, is there anything you're looking at or thinking about this program that we did was successful? And is there any way you think really to quantify that or to, or if not to quantify it, how, how do you evaluate both for yourself and maybe for, you know, a team that you're, you're working with? Is there anything you look at? You know, to be honest, we should look at it a lot more than we do. Um, things that would show that a, pro- a learning and development program is successful, you know, number of people that take the course, uh, performance on the course, whether or not they enjoyed it, you know, refer other people. Um, and these are all things that we have thought about doing and, and wanted to do, but unfortunately haven't done a great job of. But it can be hard. I think learning and development metrics are uh, hard to get right. So, Sure. And, and I think, you know, just in the same way that you talk about styles of learning are, are varied, you know, what an individual learner might be looking to get out yeah. of a course um, can be pretty different. And, and so engagement looks different and, and yeah. all of that. And, and I think also when you're in the business environment, what you learn, you want to turn it around and, and uh, into something tangible. You're either building a product or delivering a service. And it can be hard to kind of connect the two. How do you know that this fact that somebody learned or this series of facts or a skill that somebody learned directly contributed to you know, a business metric going up or business metric going down? Um, I think it's not as direct as that. And as we know, correlation doesn't always imply causation. So again, making that connection can be difficult. I don't think anybody would argue with you that learning is not valuable or or learning is not helpful. But when you really drill down to cause and effect, um, I think people have difficulty there. Sure. Uh, But to, I guess, put put you on the spot a little bit, uh, having taken these HMX courses, Mm -hmm. can you think of a way that they have directly had an effect on your effectiveness, you know, at Google Health? So I'll I'll maybe answer that in two ways. I took my first set of HMX courses when I was running the learning and development program for the IT department. And the team and I, we had been talking about going digital and doing e-learning for a long time, but we hadn't gone over the top of the hill, so to speak. Taking that course, um, even though it was in a different domain for me than the program that I was running, really brought home to me that it's not just the future, it's the now, uh, and that it can be done effectively really well, and that it would solve a lot of the problems that that the team was facing in terms of delivering uh, curriculum and, and teaching curriculum at scale. So yeah, having had that experience, having seen it done really well and experienced that myself in uh, a really holistic way convinced me that this is where the team had to go next. Now, it also made me realize that getting to that final product is not easy. I mean, I think it took you years to develop those those courses. Mm-hmm. So going from a traditional classroom setting to online is not, uh, you can't do it at the drop of a hat. So you need to invest and you need to plan and you need to test. So yeah, it's a long road. When it comes to Google Health, um, let me think about that for a minute. Um, For me, since I'm not a medical professional myself, but I I work for a team that's building 
um, products for clinicians, uh, or we're building tools that the patients of clinicians will use. I think it's important for credibility purposes to have gone through part of the experience or a similar experience to what uh, my users or my uh, customers have gone through. And what HMX did was med school light, pre-med school 101. So I got a sense for the kinds of things uh, and the ways in which doctors learn, um, which I think is important. And it gave me a sense for the, the clinical linkages that the courses provide really brought me into the clinic. And it, I got a bird's eye view or a fly on the wall view of what it's like to be in the middle of a intense doctor-patient interaction. So it, it makes me a better product developer to, to know what that is like, because I get a sense, a little bit of a sense for who it is that we're building for and the kinds of situations that they're in and the kinds of problems that they have to solve. And because the courses are offered to many employees, I can then be a, a witness to, to that experience too and help folks decide if that learning experience is relevant for them, you know, if they're going to benefit from it in a similar way. So, yeah. Well, that makes sense. That's, that's value for sure in a lot of yep. different ways, uh, even in ways that, you know, we as the HMX team probably wouldn't have expected, right? So, yep. um, so that's, that's really interesting to hear. Um, so I, I think, you know, given all of the different things you've done at Google, it would be foolish to think you are just going to be doing the same stuff that you're doing right now forever. So, you know, what are you looking forward to kind of taking on next? Very good question. So, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm really excited about sticking around in the, in the health space for a while longer. My background was psychology, so life sciences, and my family background is medical. A lot of my, my parents and my, my sisters are doctors, so I grew up with that in my environment. And um, a couple of years ago, felt a hankering to come back. And so was really excited to hear that Google was reinvesting in healthcare uh, as a strategic area. And it hasn't been very long since since that. So I want to see where that goes and see what see what we can do. I think there's a lot of potential to um, do a lot of good for the industry and for patients. So I would like to be in this space for a while. Where the the long term future holds, that's hard to know. I wish I wish I had a crystal ball, but but part <laughs> of the fun I think is is doing a little bit of meandering, uh, kind of meandering along the way. What I will say is the each role that I've taken on at Google has built on the previous one. So, you know, at first glance, when I think about the roles that I have had, uh, it may seem like uh, there isn't a connection, but there is. You know, I started in information security, then moved to Chrome OS, which was a, I like to call it a well-funded startup, uh, you know, because it, it grew, it was a scrappy project that grew uh, at a well-established company then learning and development, and then health. And in health, I, my first project was uh, in data privacy, which went right back to the uh, the beginning, my, the beginning mm -hmm. of my time at Google Information Security. These experiences do build on each other, and where the next step will be is is yeah, kind of hard hard to know. Yeah, you may not know exactly what it is, but it'll probably be 
something that builds on on what you've, exactly. you've done and you've you've put yep. yourself in a, a situation to do that so yep. yeah i think yep. that's part of it uh yep. having having the right level of uncertainty about that is exactly good yeah um, well, well, that's great. And I think a great place to end our conversation. I really do appreciate you joining me and, and sort of walking me through this progression. And I, I mean, I think it's really interesting how you have done your own work and sort of understood where that fits and what you can take from that work to help others learn and, and be more effective, um, in their roles. So I think that's really interesting. It's something that, um, that our listeners are going to really appreciate um, hearing as well. Great. So thank you and uh, good luck in what, whatever comes next. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Learning Paths, produced by the HMX Online Learning Team at Harvard Medical School. To hear more episodes, visit us at onlinelearning.hms.harvard.edu or subscribe in your favorite podcast app.